remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Hey, not doing too, uh, not doing too bad. Not doing too too bad. I, I have a, I, I, I'm hungry, but I think that's just pretty much every day, though, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I stay in a uh, perpetual state of hunger. <laughs> so just different, just varying degrees. So right. <laughs> very true. But, very true. <laughs> Well, we are, uh, we're past the holiday season, which means we're now looking onward to 2024. And that means today we are uh, doing our 2024 preview episode. We're going to count down uh, the five movies that we are most looking forward to in 2024. And we actually have a, a couple of honorable mentions as well. Uh, before we get to that, though, we'd like to send a special thank you to our wives, Monica and Kayla. For all that they do, for putting up with us, for supporting us, etc., etc., they will be back on the show very soon for another wives rebuttal. Uh, so stay tuned for that in the near future. Uh, but uh, we we're not going to have a weekly segment this week because we got so much to talk about with the the movies and stuff, and it's a little more time consuming. So we're going to skip skip the weekly segment for a couple weeks uh, while we do these special episodes. Uh, but before we dive into the news and stuff, uh, Ike, did you watch anything this week? Uh honestly, not really. Um... Uh, I've been really busy. I watched some like Christmas movies, um, but the, the none of them are horror. They were like, you know, we watched like the Home Alone movies, which, I mean, depending on your perspective, could be a horror movie, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot on my end. You know, just been really busy preparing for Christmas, having Christmas, and then moving on from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I watched anything either. Uh, at least nothing horror related. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Nice boring portion of the show there. Uh, so, uh, but that just gives us more time to talk about the step down the road here, here, here in just a bit. So, uh, but before we get there, let's take a quick break and pause and then we will come back uh, and get right into the news and anniversaries and birthdays. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. And we're back with the news. All right, and we're starting off... Uh... On a certain on the off on the wrong foot, I feel like here. But uh, director for pardon me, director Christopher Landon has announced that he has left the Scream Seven project. Um, this obviously is not good news. Um, I feel like uh, everyone's dropping from the Scream Seven project like flies, and it only continues to get worse. Um, we lost our two uh, you know titular leads, and uh, I mean now we've lost the director. So. The wheels are just falling off the bus at this point. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's, they're going to do to try and make it better. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is a mess. And I, I don't know. I, I almost have the opinion that just maybe it's time to just table screen for a few years and revisit. I don't know. I mean, 
again, you know, you, you have to pull out some big guns to try to save it. If you can bring Nev Campbell back, uh, we've talked before. If you can get Matthew Lillard on board, that would be good. But now that you've lost the director, and, and, and Landon was really excited uh, to do it. He's a, a big screen fan, big Russ Craven fan. Uh, so, you know, that was, you know, kind of promising having him on board. But now that you, you know, you don't have a director now, it's like, oh, you're, you're taking a step back. So, man, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. You know, we don't know what else is happening, what other discussions are being had uh, or whatever else. But it is seemingly a mess at this moment. Oh, yeah. So hopefully we'll get some better news about that in the coming weeks. Or like Dave said, maybe they'll just table it for now and come back one day. Who knows? In the meantime, see what else we have cooking here. Uh, some some more unfortunate news or potentially fortunate news. Who knows? They, they might might have moved this date up. Uh, but it is being reported that Jordan Peele's fourth movie has supposedly moved out of its original December 25th, 2024 release date. No new date has been announced. So I guess this could be a good news. It could be sooner. Um, but I just have a feeling that it's going to be, it's going to be later. We might be seeing a, a 2025 release for his next film. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, obviously I love, uh, love Jordan Peele, love his other three movies. So it'll be interesting to see what he cooks up for this next film, uh, when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, people are talking that it's, it's not like a huge thing that people are thinking that maybe it was the strikes that kind of impacted uh, and kind of put things behind where they had initially attended. And maybe that's why they're pushing it back just to give us more time. Uh, but, but, but who knows, you know what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't think this is like any kind of red flags of, you know, it's not happening or, you know, scream seven type news. But uh, I think it's, I think it's more, this is kind of some of the residual impacts of the, of the strikes causing, you know, necessitating that they, they have a little more time. Yep, Absolutely. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get some more news on this one as well. That, that's what I always like to say. Hopefully there's more news to come, but, uh, finally some good news. Uh, this one I'm actually pretty excited for, but Eli Roth's Thanksgiving will be released on physical media on January 30th, 2024. Uh, I have been dying to watch this movie again, uh, just because, uh, I loved it. Simply loved this movie. It was so good. Um, only got to see it the one time in theaters, so I would love to watch it again and soon, very soon. We'll be able to watch this, uh, you know, either streaming or on DVD. Uh, of course, with the, you know, release of it on physical media, that means it'll be streaming somewhere, hopefully, um, as a as a included uh, film as part of a subscription of some sort. Because uh, I believe you can purchase it like on Vudu or Prime, yeah. um, but there there's nowhere that it's just like streaming to stream. So hopefully, with the physical release, we'll also get a, an actual streaming platform for it to be on. Yeah. Yeah. You can purchase it right now. It's one of those Fandango at home. So it's a little, the price point's a little higher than usual because of that, because it's still in theaters. Uh, but with it being a end of January physical release, I, I venture to guess that in the very near future, it'll probably get dropped onto a streaming service because it, it usually hits a streaming service before the physical media. So. Right. Yeah. Typically it does. Typically it does. But, uh, again, we shall see, see what happens. And, uh, uh, this this actually might be one of those movies that I do get on DVD because uh, fun fact I do purchase some movies on DVD just mm-hmm. just to have just because you know it's fun to sometimes have like a physical copy of something um, but I feel like this might be one of those movies that I that I end up purchasing like on Blu-ray or something but we shall see uh, upcoming on the birthdays we have oh uh, hold up though, before oh, we move on I, I had one other thing. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I 
I sent you a, a kind of a late breaking one, so lay into that one real quick. Oh yeah, good lord. Uh, cannot forget, cannot believe I almost forgot this, even though he just texted this to me like 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> if, if that is in any way, shape, or form a reflection of my brain, that is pretty <laughs> accurate. But, uh, all right. We have some killer clowns from outer space news. It is being eyed for a modern revival as a streaming miniseries. Steven Chioda, the original film's director, has expressed his ambition to transform the zany world of clowns into an eight-part miniseries. His vision involves a new group of teenagers who cross paths with the extraterrestrial jesters, leading to an epic adventure that includes a journey to the clown planet. Chiodo's, Chioda's uh, passion for this project is evident. He shared with SFX Magazine, we've got a great concept that continues the story of our main characters, there's a big invasion and we end up on we eat pardon me and we end up on the clown planet. You haven't even seen the clown animals on the clown planet yet. There's a whole world of things that we have in mind. Um, so this is obviously very exciting. Uh, you know, Dave and I both very much like the Killer Clowns from Outer Space movie. Um, we've talked a lot about the possibility of the game coming out. Um, there's all kinds of really cool stuff happening with Killer Clowns as well as the anniversary not too long ago, but this is especially fantastic. Um, you know, I feel like Dave has mentioned before that a lot of these horror movies that do get revivals would probably be best suited as a miniseries where they can sort of flesh out and explore the characters and the concept a little more. And I feel like this is a perfect attempt and a perfect situation to do that because uh, Killer Clowns, I'm sure, has a lot of backstory that we couldn't see in the original film. So I think this will be really good. Yeah, I. uh uh, they're very protective of the killer clowns and the, and the, you know, and the, the property and, uh, and what they're doing with it. So I don't, I think anything they do, they're going, they're, they're hands on. The brothers are very hands on. So they're going to be involved. They're going to make sure it's done right. They're not just going to sell it off to someone to, to make, uh, right. and, and license out. So they're, they'll be involved. So we'll get the right vision. And, uh, the cool thing if they did, you know, it, like an eight part series or whatever, I mean, that's like getting, you know, whatever, two or three, four movies worth of material. When yeah. you're talking time-wise, so it's a lot more. Uh, again, I think the Killer Clowns would very much uh, translate over to you know our you know 45 minute to an hour chunks uh, in episodes. I think it would definitely work in that format. I would love to see the Clown Planet. That would be amazing. The stuff they could do there. And um, yeah, I'm very excited. I know this is very early on. This is this is what they want to do. Uh, what they're envisioning. They obviously have to find. Uh, someone to partner with and a, a platform to do it with. I think they will be able to. Yeah. Um, you know, if they, yeah, they, all they can do is show them some of the, some of the numbers probably. I'm sure, you know, cause Killer Clowns is just merchandised out the ass. So they, they got to be able to show them some numbers of, hey, this is a relevant property, just dying for something. And, uh, so I think they'll find somebody. I, and I don't think, uh, I think it'll be a big platform. I think one of the big platforms will, will jump in with them. And, uh, and be able to, you know, throw some money into it so that they can really have a good budget for the effects and stuff. And, uh, that's, that's where the brothers, you know, that's the first and foremost, the effects. That's what they, that's what their passion is. Their start is. That's what they've always done. You know, they did effects for other movies. Uh, so that's, that's really where they're going to want to dive into. And, um, it'll be great, you know, if they get a budget and get a backing and really be able to, uh, you know, hopefully they keep the effects as much as possible, you know, practical. And stuff. And I think, I think it's what they want to do. Cause again, that's, that's where they started. That's their, that's their passion. So 
Uh, I'm excited. Anything Killer Clowns, bring it on. I want to see more. I want to see all I can. Um, I, I, I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely same. Absolutely same. All right. So had had some uh, definitely some ups and downs in the news today, but uh, ending on a positive note. Uh, yeah. That being said, we do have a couple of upcoming birthdays. Uh, not not much else this week, but uh, December 31st, 1941, we have Sean S. Cunningham who directed the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. Um, I think every I think most people who've listened to the show for a little bit now knows my opinions about the first uh, mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth movie, but that does not remove the fact that this movie is still a very much an important film uh, for the you know for Friday Thirteenth and also horror movies in general. So. Um, definitely a, a pretty legendary uh, director in terms of horror. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, Cunningham was kind of kind of caught up a little bit in some of the legal stuff with Friday the Thirteenth because in, in the role he had with the first movie, there, that's where a lot of this, he's part of some of the discussions on who created what, who who came up with what, and whatever else. Um, so, but anyway, no, not you know, not undermining his contributions or, or trying to take a side in the, any of that, but. Uh, you know, whatever you want to say, he he directed a a pivotal movie in horror history. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, on the same day, just a mere four years prior, we have Sir Anthony Hopkins, um, who was born December 31st, 1937. He, of course, is Hannibal Lecter in the Silence of the Lamb series, as well as a great multitude of other films that he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, Hannibal Lecter is probably one of his uh, most iconic horror roles. Um, I've not seen the silence of the lamb all the way through, you know, I know some of the high points of the movie. I know who he is. I know his, you know, his little spiel about eating someone's, you know, kidney with fava beans and all that stuff. So, um, you know, obviously I, I love Anthony Hopkins and a lot of other movies, so I have no doubt that I'll love him in silence of the lambs once I do watch it. <laughs> yeah. Which is hopefully soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the goal, at least. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, we don't have any upcoming movie anniversaries, no upcoming releases, which don't get me wrong, there are other movies coming out, but I think the next major, like, horror movie release will probably be Night Swim, which is not for another week or two, I think. Yeah. So, um, we're, and we we're, don't, we don't <laughs> have the, we don't have the release information yet for January for, uh, Screenbox. Right. And shutter. So we don't know what's coming out, you know, the, the, at the beginning of, the, you know, anything that's coming out with them yet. Uh, so we just don't have that information yet. They don't release it till the first. So, um, so there will, there will probably be some things between those st- streaming services. We just, we just don't have that information quite yet. So. Yep. That's absolutely right. But, uh, once we know, we'll let you know. Don't worry. Uh, but until then, make sure you follow us on social media. Um, we like to post all the stuff that we talk about on here on social media, and especially when we get the schedule releases from Shutter and from Screenbox. Um, as soon as they post on social media, we also post it as well just to kind of spread it out there, get it aware for everybody to know. Um, but absolutely, just make sure you're following us. Um, that's a, a very good way to support us in this holiday season, in the season of giving. Give us your faithful like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, until, uh, I guess, I guess the next thing we're going to do, I'm so thrown off by not having the, the movie anniversaries or releases. I'm like, well, I, I don't want to just keep yammering, but I'm like, I feel like I need to say more, but anyways, oh, we got, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, all right, coming up, we are going to talk about our 2020, uh, 2024 preview. 
We're going to give you some honorable mentions, and we're also going to give you our countdown of our top five anticipated movies for the year. Stick around. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we're back here on Listen to the Screams. We're trying to we're we're, we're trying to hone in the confusion. Um, we we didn't have a weekly segment. We didn't have any anniversaries. Didn't have any upcoming releases. It's just thrown us off. We're we're so routine oriented here on the show. And um, <laughs> but uh, but we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And uh, what we're gonna do now is talk about 2024 as we sit on the cusp of the new year. Uh, there's uh, already some good movies slated to be re- uh, released in the year. We're going to, in a moment, count down what we feel are our favorite, most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, you know, there's a, lots of things. We got a couple of honorable mentions, uh, but there's, you know, we're looking forward to everything. We, we want to see it all, but uh, there are some that we're a little more excited to uh, to 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 view in the coming year. Uh, before we get into that, we do have a, just a few things. Uh, that we're going to talk about what are some things in general we would like to see in 2024 um, that, uh, that you know, are not necessarily, quote unquote, a movie per se. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing, uh, and I think this is probably, I mean, I would think this would, I don't know why it wouldn't be, a general consensus among horror fans is we would like to see a continued uh, plethora of strong releases from the streaming services like Shutter and Screenbox. Ike, we, we, we talked about this since we started the show. Uh, Screenbox and Shudder have provided us so much stuff that is just really, really great. Yeah. And, uh, I, I have no reason to believe, uh, that that will not continue in 2024. Not even just, I mean, there's new releases, obviously, and some releases that, you know, don't make theaters, don't make other streaming services, but that, that's not even, we don't really discuss a lot some of the archive stuff they put out there. Some of the older movies that don't have homes other places that they're, they're putting out. There's a lot of great old horror movies and slasher movies that have homes on these platforms that uh, that probably wouldn't be available for viewing anywhere else. Uh, but we we pretty much hone in on the new stuff. Uh, but we you know we want that to continue on, and I I, I don't see any reason that, that that's going to change in 2024. I'm I'm excited to see what those two, in particular, those two streaming services will uh, provide for us in 2024. Yeah, absolutely, and and actually. Um... I'm going to respond to what you said, but I also have a small story because I was talking to my wife, uh, Kayla, earlier, um, and she reminded me of something in regards to Shudder. So I I have to say it as we're in the spirit of Christmas, and it really strikes my heart chords. Uh, Anyways, um, so, yes, Shudder and Screambox have continuously provided high-quality products. They have continued to provide, like you said, a lot of legacy icons, a lot of you know, archive movies, a lot of movies that you probably won't find anywhere else. Um, and, and Shudder is just, it, it has so much great stuff on it. You know, they've partnered with AMC Plus and, you know, we're not sponsored by Shudder. Now, would I accept a sponsorship from Shudder? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, pick up, pick up the phone, Shudder, Screenbox, <laughs> we're here. For real. But yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, Shudder, I mean, they, they partner with AMC Plus, so AM, AMC Plus, you can literally get so much shit with that. It's not even funny. But the, the small story that I wanted to mention is that um, a good number of years ago, it was probably 2016 or 2017, maybe 2018, 
Um, we went to I went to C2E2 and it was right when Shutter was first starting and they had a booth at C2E2, which was the Chicago Comic Con. Um, and I remember you could go up to their booth and if you signed up for a one month uh, membership, they would give you a free month and then they would start charging your card monthly. If you signed up at the booth, um, they gave you like a pair of free socks. And uh, I was going through my, uh, my, my closet the other day in my drawers and I found the socks, which is just really (laughs) random. Um, but are they, they what do they have like the shutter logo on them or something? Yeah, they're, it's got like the red shutter logo and like a bunch of other just like random stuff on it. I'll define them and send them a picture to you. Yeah. We need to post that picture. It, it, but easily the, you know, but this was like six or seven years ago, probably, probably more. But it just popped into my head the other day when I was talking to my wife because she's like, didn't we see Shutter like right when they first started? And I was like, yeah, I was like towards the beginning because this is before they started producing their own IPs. Keep mm-hmm. that in mind. So this was a long time ago, at least perspective to their, you know, being around. But anyways, um, absolutely. I, I, I'm just I'm stoked for what streaming platforms are going to give us. But also you have, you know, like you said, the big box office productions, but the streaming platforms, in my opinion, are going to give us so much. And also specifically, I'm looking forward to news about Deadstream 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. One of our top five movies of uh, 2022. Absolutely. Uh, I love that movie. Love that movie. All the time I'm telling people about that. I I, I am. All the time people I like think, oh, God, have you seen Deadstream? I'm still plugging that thing. Still love it. Uh, it, yeah, it, it is scary how much I watch uh, Screenbox and Shutter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can scroll through there and just I I'm, I don't care what it is. I, I'll scroll through there and say, huh, hey, I haven't seen that before, and I'll just throw it on. It, you know, it, it's a good time, and uh, and it'll continue. Like, I I'm excited to see what uh, what they bring to us in 2024. Yeah, uh, well, one more thing I wanted to throw in there too is Shutter has like the most zero to 100 catalog too. Like you could watch some like, oh yeah, this is a cheesy B movie. All the way to, I'm absolutely emotionally mm-hmm. scarred from watching that movie. Yeah. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, yeah, that's a great thing about them. They, you know, they bring us. It's such a variety. I mean, they bring it us is. so much of you know foreign, you know, you know foreign horror. They bring us yes. uh, original programming. They bring us, like we said, archive movies from the past that that maybe don't even have physical media releases and, and stuff. It's just it's so much stuff. I mean, it, you know, uh, the the uh, there's just so much stuff. I mean, it's very oh, my dog is going crazy over here. I don't know if people can hear that or not, but he's a uh, he's barking at something. Uh, he, he's excited about Shutter and Screenbox as well, I think. Yes, uh, he is. <laughs> that's what it is. But uh, let's move on to our next point of what we would like to see in 2024. Um, and we we spoke of this earlier a little bit with the Killer Clowns, uh, and it is a continued presence of horror in a series format. And yeah. uh, it, again, it's it's kind of a slow build into this, uh, but there are some things you know. Uh, that, uh, you know, American Horror Story has shown that it, it works and, and other things are trying to venture into that. And, uh, and I think, I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, a, what am I trying to say? A format yeah. that, uh, is still underutilized, but I really think it's about to blow up. And I think we're going to see lots more of it. And I think 2024 might be a really blossoming year, uh, for, uh, for the series. I mean, you know, again, Ch- Chucky, Chucky's a prime example of, of a, a movie franchise that has transitioned over and really revitalized themselves with this. And um, so I, I think we're going to see a lot more. And I think 2024 is going to be a year where we really see that thing, uh, you know, trigger and boom, you know, hell with all the, the trouble screams having maybe scream. Well, I know scream has done some series, but maybe it's, yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows? But again, I, I've kind of rambled there, but I think 2024 is going to be a year where we really see that even blossom even more. Yeah, I, I definitely agree because I feel like that is the next logical step for horror is long form content. You know, right now everything is just movies. You know, it's one shot movies that potentially branch into a series. Um, and you know, and, I, and obviously horror has had a lot of success in a series format with multiple episodes with everything else. Um, you know, we've seen things like you know this year alone, Fall of the House of Usher, the Chucky series. Um, we had another season of Creepshow. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we also had, uh, I can't remember. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? American Horror Story had a new season this year. I mean, so, I think, I think Yellow Jackets even falls under this, you know, things like yeah. that. Even a little, you know, a little more peripheral, but it's, 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 you know, it's out. I mean, you know, The Walking Dead and all their spinoffs oh, yeah. in the past has shown that this, I mean, it could definitely work. Oh, absolutely. It, and, and it, and here's the thing is we know it will work. And that's the thing that I think that that production companies are starting to realize is that this, you know, longer series content in format does work. So like you said, I feel like this will be a breakout year for that. I feel like a lot of, you know, people are going to jump on that bus and hopefully get some good content out of it because I'm always looking for a new show. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of extending off that brings us to our next point where we're talking about series, something that I, I fully expect to kind of spearhead this and show, Hey, look at this, uh, is that, you know, we're anticipating uh, more news, some trailers, some previews, and then ultimately the release of the Crystal Lake series, which yes. is obviously the Friday the 13th prequel series that we've heard so much about. We've anticipated, but it's been really hush-hush. Um, I am so damn excited for this. It's not even funny. I think this is just going to really knock it out of the park. And I think it's going – this is going to be – has the potential – to be the, the penultimate example of taking something, which is a, a huge horror icon, a huge franchise, and saying, hey, we can do this with it, and look how it works. And you might have you know, some of these other property owners saying, hmm, maybe we should try. You know, Halloween is kind of in this, this weird place yeah. right now where they, they, they think they want to do more with it, but they kind of wrapped up what they're doing. And, uh, you know, maybe this is something they can venture into. Uh, but like we said, we're talking about the series format or whatever else. The leading that charge for me is, is Crystal Lake. I can't wait to see this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, like you said, Crystal Lake is a, is a premier front runner for the concept of a series. Um, I, I think that, like you said, there are a lot of other formats and IPs that could definitely jump on this train. Uh, Halloween definitely should. I, I think that jumping onto specifically Halloween, Halloween, it was always meant to be an anthology. You know, that was their original direction as shown with season of the witch. Um, so I, I think that that would be a very logical next step for Halloween. And, you know, Halloween, you know, recently changed hands a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have to see how that goes, but I could 100% see Halloween falling into that. You know, Crystal Lake was, ho- was going to hopefully eventually get some news about that. Um, and, you know, I, I just have a feeling that there's so many other horror icons who could get the tele, you know, the, the TV show, quote unquote, treatment. Um, and I feel like it'll definitely do them some good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. So, I, again, I think it'll be exciting to see uh, what develops in 2024. Uh, not even necessarily I'm not even saying necessarily releases in 2024, but just some news. Yeah. Uh, some pre-development type stuff. Uh, I, I think I think we got a lot on the horizon with that. And then that kind of leads us to our, our final point of something that we're looking forward to 2024. This is something that we're always looking for. And, uh, 
you know, we, it's slowly getting there, I think. And, uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, but I'm really hoping that, uh, that, you know, horror will get a little more rain, uh, mainstream recognition and acceptance. I, I believe it's starting to get there. Um, I think it's time for people to start taking notice when you look at the box office numbers, the opening weekends, how, you know, pretty much any horror release ends up being number one on their opening weekend, ends up pulling big numbers. Um, I don't know whether we could ever crack some of the award shows. Um, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't really follow the award shows. I don't really care much for a lot of the award shows, but it would be nice, man. It'd be nice to see something from horror get a little more recognition outside of a, you know, like a soundtrack or effects type award and, uh, and to see a little more recognition. Uh, but again, I think it's, I think, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, evolved horror out there now. A little more advanced type horror. Um, I think it is turning some heads. I, I think yeah. we're, you know, people are, are finally noticing, hey, this is not just for what we thought. This is not just for metalheads and degenerates. That's, you know, what the, 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 whatever, the uh, stereotype that was always there. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with metalheads or degenerates, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, and so hopefully that, that continues to develop. Hopefully there's a little more wider acceptance. Uh, a little more mainstream recognition and, and just uh, just a little more acceptance of of it as a, a form of of media. Yeah, absolutely. I also I would kind of add to that because we talked a little bit, you know, with our conversation up to this point, at least we've talked about some things we want to look for. And one thing that I wanted to add to this list um, is I, I would love to see some more. Um, experimental format horror kind of in the ballpark of uh, Skinamarink and like the Outwaters. Um, you know, I feel like this year we got a few because, for instance, Skinamarink and Outwater actually came out in 2022, um, but they got a lot of mainstream popularity and hype, I guess you could say, during the beginning of this year. So, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of those movies this kind of this year, but I would love to see more of those kinds of movies. Um, just because I'd love to see that uh, that genre specifically kind of get explored a little bit more, some of that experimental, uh, more subtle horror or tertiary horror, however you want to call it. Um, you know, I kind of want to see some of that too get explored a little more in the in the coming year, uh, in addition to our other points as well. But I just want to throw that out there because I, I rewatched Skinamarink the other day and I was like, man, I wish there was more of this. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and, and again, with the streaming services like like we spoke of, it it, it yeah. offers platforms for some more of that to get out there. Uh, so I I think there you know there's room for it to be out there. I think there's talented people out there who are thinking outside the box, yeah. and I think I think we'll get some of that. It's just the uh, the big question is what what will be the next thing, right? What will be the thing that that catches attention and, and hooks us and and kind of you know breaks the genre and, and moves it in a different direction or or starts a new branch or something, you know. Uh, could, could we see something in 2024 do that, that really, uh, you know, really kind of busts the mold a little bit and, and does something fresh and original? Um, I think, you know, I think there's a potential with all the platforms, the, the avenues for getting the work out there, you know, and everything else. Um, you know, I think, I think we're there where we might see something that really shakes up the genre and, uh, and blows us away. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Speaking of, it's time then. Now we're going to move on and dive into our five most anticipated movies of 2024. But before we get there, uh, let's speak on some honorable mentions. Um, Ike, why don't you read the honorable mentions for us? 
and then yeah. we'll uh, we'll alternate when we get to the, the five. Uh, but I'll let you do all the honorable mentions. Sounds good to me. Um, so you know, like Dave said, we have five. You know, anytime we do these lists, just a little peek behind the curtains. Um, you know, what's the uh, what's what are they saying? Wizard of Oz? Don't don't mind the man and green behind the curtain or whatever. Um, yeah. So don't mind the man and green behind the curtain. But we come we we both come up with lists and we say, okay, let's combine these into one master list that we think reflects kind of our mutual opinion of the new year. Um, and honestly, we had a lot of really great stuff on these lists. But the three honorable mentions we have, starting us off strong, we have Lisa Frankenstein. This is due to release February 9th and is described as a coming-of-rage love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse. After a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. So this, of course, is a retelling of the classic Frankenstein story, uh, but with a slight... Uh, serial killer love story kind of twist to it. Um, it has uh, Catherine Newton and I believe Cole Sprouse in it. Um, Catherine Newton, I believe, is also who plays uh, Mary Winchester in the Winchester's TV show, mm-hmm. um, as, as well as a number of other things. But I'm super excited for this movie. Um, I, I know Dave loves Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. I know Dave also likes the concept of just really taking a shot at some of these old IPs and creating your own thing. So, uh, I know I'm excited for this. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, anything to to rekindle those visions of a uh, of everyone's first crush with a corpse. I mean, we've all been there, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> but uh, whoops, did I say that out loud? For, um, for, for legal reasons, that that is 100% a joke. <laughs> absolutely, there are there is no no corpse crushing here. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to backpedal out of this. Yes, I'm looking forward to Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, Dylan, what did you say? Dylan, is it Dylan Sprouse you said? Is that the the Sprouse brother you said was it? My, is in this? I think it's I think it's Cole Sprouse. Let me double check. Oh, okay. That. It's one of the Sprouses. It's, it's a, <laughs> of the from the uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, right? Yep, that's right. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Sweet Life on Deck, and a whole bunch of other stuff that he's been in. Yeah, I, it is Cole Sprouse. <laughs> okay. Is the other one's name Dylan? Did I even at least have that right? You, you did. Yeah, it is oh. Dylan. I, I think Dylan's that? the one that doesn't. Uh, he doesn't act anymore. I don't think. I think he makes beer. Well, way to go, Dylan. Hey, yeah, so more, more. All right, never mind. He does act. He, he's he's acting in a few things, but I know he does make beer. I, I can respect that. So right. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, well, we talked about beer and corpse crushes. Let's move on to the next movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know how to follow that one up. But, I don't know. Um, so this was one that I specifically uh was really excited for. Is called Return to Silent Hill. It is due to release on April 26th and is described as when a mysterious letter calls him back to Silent Hill in search of his lost love. James finds a once recognizable town and encounters terrifying figures both familiar and new and begins to question his own sanity. So for those of us who love horror video games, one of the most iconic, memorable, and I shall say um, most important of the horror genre of video games is Silent Hill. So this movie called Return to Silent Hill is uh, said to be an adaptation of Silent Hill 2 in which you take control of James Sunderland, who is the titular character, and you basically return to Silent Hill in search of your uh, long lost loved one. And, uh, you know, Silent Hill has a uh, sordid history, I think you would say, with uh, film. There are two Silent Hill movies. Um, they don't necessarily have anything to do with the video games there is some homages to the original uh video games 
Um, but they're not true to form adaptations, which oftentimes tends to be an issue with the video game folk. Um, so I, it is said that this is supposed to be a little more true to form. So I, I mean, I like the current Silent Hill films that are existing. So I, I have no doubt that I'll love this one. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I know of Silent Hill, not super familiar. Um, but I can relate to questioning one's own sanity. Um, yes. <laughs> especially after corpse crushes and making your own beer. Um, that, that usually leads to, uh, leads to, uh, question one's own sanity. Uh, so no, I, I, I think this will be good. Uh, I think it'll be fun. I don't, I don't really don't think, uh, I think they've evolved to the point where you don't even have to have an understanding of the games that, yeah. uh, the movie can stand on its own uh, and, and be, uh, entertaining enough. So it, uh, it should be fun. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have one last honorable mention. Um, and th- this one, I actually, I forgot that this movie was coming out this year, which is part of the reason why it wasn't on my top five, but definitely a very good one to have on here. We have Maxine. Release is not uh, yet announced, but it will be a follow-up to Pearl and X. It is described as following Maxine, who is the only survivor of the bloody incidents of X, as she continues her journey towards fame to be an actress in the 1980s Los Angeles. Um, of course, you know, for those who have not seen Pearl and X, X was fantastic. Pearl was good. Uh, but I'm hoping that Maxine just truly blows me out of the water. Um, I think that this is supposed to be sort of the, uh, you know, cap to the trilogy of films. Um, and, and I have high hopes for it. I think Maxine will be really good. Um, we've talked a lot about this actually, um, in previous episodes, but you know, we both really enjoy, uh, Mia Goth's performance and I, I think it'll be good. I think it will. Yeah. I, I like Mia Goth. Uh, again, I loved X. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, Pearl, I got mixed emotions. It was, it was good, but it was, it wasn't on the level of X. Um, but, uh, this one sounds a little more, a little, a little more in line with X, I believe. Um, but you, you kind of, you had me at 1980s Los Angeles. Uh, that alone piques my interest. Uh, you know, if it's set in the eighties, I'm like, Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, but I, I think this will be good. And I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping it just takes everything from X and just kicks it into high gear. Uh, and uh, takes it up another, another level, but it'll be enjoyable either way. Um, and I, and I look forward to it. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into it, like, let's, let's again, let's take a quick break uh, right here and then uh, catch our breath for a moment. And then when we come back, we will have the five most anticipated movies for us for 2024. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. All right, and we're back here on the show, and it is time to count down our five most anticipated movies that are coming out in 2024, at least as of currently scheduled to come out in 2024. You never know what's going to happen. But let's start off with our first one. Number five. Coming in at number five for us is the movie Imaginary. It is due to release March 8th, written by Greg Erb, Bryce McGuire, and Jason Ormeland. Directed by Jeff Wadlow, starring DeWanda Wise and Tom Payne, and it is described as a woman returns to her childhood home 
to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and unhappy that she abandoned him. Uh, I love this concept. This sounds so much fun to me. Uh, something about this playing with the, uh, an evil imaginary friend who's disgruntled that you, that you left them. Uh, I don't know. It, it sounds fun. Much in the same way, you know, that, that, uh, that Ted was entertaining in its own right. Um, th- this sounds great. I, I think it's a good concept for a horror movie. Um, I, I cannot wait to watch this movie and it comes out in March, so we don't have to wait too long. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I do love Tom Payne. Um, he was in that, ooh, what was that movie called? Uh, Prodigal Son. He was in that show Prodigal Son that I, that I loved. Uh, he is so good. So uh, I can't wait. I'm glad he's in this movie. Uh, but this, this sounds like a super fun movie. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, uh, now that you said Tom Payne, I, I, he played, he played Jesus, didn't he? And, uh, The Walking Dead. I think. Oh yeah, he did. You're, yes, you're correct. He was in The Walking Dead. I forgot about that. So you know, I, I obviously I love The Walking Dead. Uh, Jesus is honestly one of my favorite characters in the latter half of the show. So very good there. Um, but like you said, I'm definitely excited for this movie. Um, my wife actually sh- sent me the. There was a TikTok, which everything's on TikTok these days. But she sent me a TikTok that had the trailer for this movie. Um, so it was really cool to see that. Um, and you're right, it's a definitely an interesting concept. It, it, it definitely gives me like. Ted, if Ted was like a psychopath kind of vibes, um, which is, you know, perfectly fine. I think this will be great. Um, it has a very promising concept, but also has a very profitable concept um, because truth be told, you can make a billion movies uh, based on different imaginary friends and different, you know, situations and everything else. So um, I, I do think that this could be good. I, I think that it has promise. You know, it, it has the same producers, I believe, as uh, Five Nights and Megan. So um, having some of those names attached to it does give me some more hope that this will be good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on board for it, and I'm very excited to see um, see how it goes. Yeah, I'm curious about the imaginary friend. If it'll just be a, just a straight up human, if right. it'll be a little more, you know, you know, a fantasy character. There was a there was an episode of Supernatural where uh, Sam's imaginary friend from his childhood came back. And um, it was it was a pretty fun, fun episode. There were, they you find out that the the imaginary friends are really the, you know a, a creature that helps kids, and that there was someone that was killing imaginary friends, and uh, <laughs> so that's what it was. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm interested in this to see if it's just a straight up person, or if they go with something a little more whimsical for the imaginary friend. Um, I'm kind of hoping for a little whimsy because when you have something that looks fun and whimsical and, and playful, and it turns out to be evil. Uh, that's that's a nice contrast that really works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, then, uh, Ike, why don't you take us on to our next one? Number four. Our number four is Saw 11. Saw 11, of course, is due to be released on December. I'm sorry, September 27th. It is currently in pre-production with no info on cast, crew or plot. Um, I, I do not think that this will come as any surprise to anybody. Um, we both really enjoyed Saw X. Uh, we both really enjoy the Saw franchise, and, and I think it is not um, it is not terribly unsuspecting that we're going to be very excited for this movie. Um, so Saw 11 has a lot of promise, has a lot of potential. Again, we're not super sure what's going to be about. We don't know if this is going to be another prequel, you know, with Tobin Bell. Or if perhaps they're going to uh, go the route of Spiral and uh, make it a you know a Book of Saul type movie, uh, but we're not super sure. You know, we'll find out more hopefully in the coming months as we get further into 2024. 
Uh, but until then, you know, we'll, Dave and I are both, uh, you know, hesitantly optimistic about the uh, possibility of another Saw movie. Yeah, uh, let's hope they don't go more the route of Spiral. But uh, <laughs> cool. I, I, I think given given Saw X, I, I mean, I think you got to have Tobin Bell in it. I think they're going to have to find a way to to do that. I, so I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know where they'll put this in the timeline. Let's hope they come up with a good concept and don't just kind of wedge it in somewhere and, and try to make it work just so they can have him back in it. Um, they can, you know, you can always utilize him in flashbacks or, or some other way, uh, I guess. But, uh, who knows? Who knows? I, I, hopefully they, they, you know, come up with a, a clever concept where it doesn't just feel like a cash cow, um, because the other one was, you know, fairly successful. Um, I, I have faith given Saul X. It, it, you know, like I said, it was very fun. It was entertaining. So, uh, hopefully this carries on. And hopefully, uh, it, it you know becomes a, a a promising entry into this all franchise. So, absolutely. Uh, but with that being said, let's move on to number three. Number three. And coming in at number three for us is the Strangers Chapter One, uh, due to release on May seventeenth. Written by Alan Cohen, uh, Alan Friedland, and Amber Lofi. Directed by Randy Harlan, starring Madeline Pesht, Gabriel Besso, and Rachel Shinton. Described as a young couple drive cross-country towards a new beginning. Unfortunately, they have no choice but to stop in secluded, oh, at a secluded Airbnb in Oregon and endure the might. A night of terror against three masked strangers. Uh, basically, this is so far setting off a, a planned trilogy of, of strangers movies. This is kind of a, a revisioning of the original strangers. We, I think we've talked about this, uh, an episode or two ago. Uh, chapters two and three will be, you know, more original, uh, branching out uh, from that. Um, if done right, uh, I will, I will absolutely love this movie because I love the original strangers. Still to me, one of the creepiest damn movies ever. Um, there's something just about, about the believability and the potential of this happening. And I, I will forever, forever be just haunted by the fact that the one character, when asked, why are they doing that, where she just says, because you were home. Because that's creepy as hell to me. When there's just, there's no motive, there's no reasoning, it's just because you were there and we wanted to. Um, that, that, man, that's, that's, that's frightening. And, um, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the entire trilogy. Uh, I want to see how they kind of reimagine this one and where they take it. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing since they have a trilogy in mind, they have the over overarching vision of all three, uh, so that that's good. It should have a uniform uh, flow to them, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what they do with this and and how it leads into the others. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the strangers just in general. Um, the old movies have come up a lot for us in like top threes and in just general discussions of horror, um, and of course. We talked a lot about the remakes, you know, what's coming for us in the future. And this is the kind of the first step to that. Um, this is going to be a May release, as you know, Dave said. So it's going to be sort of like a, you know, halfway through the year type deal. Um, but there's a lot of promise with this. You know, it's going to be part of a trilogy. Um, they're filming them pretty close together. So uh, we should have them pretty, pretty close together, too. Shouldn't be too much of a wait in between films. Um, but absolutely, I'm very excited to see, you know, where they take this because truthfully, you know, it's a, it's going to be a toss up. It's either going to be, we're going to go back to the roots. We're going to try and circle this back to the original film, 
or we're going to completely do our own thing with the original film somewhat in mind. Um, and, and from what I understand, I feel like this is going to be sort of like a loose remake. Um, so I, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, there's a lot of a talent that is attached to this project. So uh, that does make me feel you know, pretty excited about um, the product that we will eventually get. Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked for this uh, May 17th. Cannot get here any quicker. Yeah, and I, I'm always hesitant about remakes and, and everything yeah. else. Uh, you know, I always like, you know, hey, just take, you know, continue on, do your own thing. But I feel like it's been so long since The Strangers, and it wasn't like it was this over-the-top huge movie. I mean, it was successful. It did well, well enough. But it's not like it was so huge that the entire world just knows that, that what, what what The Strangers was and, and what happened. So it's almost like it's on that that – that spot where it's like, okay, if you're going to revive this franchise, you almost have to go back and kind of retail the beginning a little bit and, and set the stage. Cause it's, it's been, like we said, it's been so long. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, while I'm hesitant of remakes or whatever, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I kind of feel like they didn't have a choice in this matter. Um, to, but to kind of just reestablish the franchise. Um, because it's, I, I think it's been too long and everything just to just to try to piggyback off the original at this point so all right then uh, let's move on to our next one number two and number two we have smile two you heard that right number two is smile two um we actually recently got news of smile two but uh, it is due to be released on october the 18th and it is written and directed by parker finn starring naomi scott and no details of the plot have been released yet. Now, of course, um, Smile, the original uh, that came out you know, not too long ago, gave us a pretty open-ended ending. Um, so it was pretty much anticipated that in some way, shape, or form, we'd probably be seeing something from this IP again. Um, and we were correct. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of promise to the concept of Smile. Like we said, Smile 1 ended uh, in an open-ended fashion, so they can do a lot with this content. Um, I, I think it is going to be good because the concept is good and no matter how you twist it, it's always going to be creative uh, because the whole concept of smile is truly terrifying. And um, it, it's not something that uh, not really something that I've seen before. It's still still very unique. You know, even today, um, you know, I think about it and I try and compare it to other movies. And it's still just a very unique concept, very unique movie. And it was very well acted. Um, so as long as they keep, you know, the bones of the original one, they they keep that good acting, they they, they keep that spooky concept. Um, they they do try to approach it from a more practical standpoint than anything else. I, I think Smile Two will be really good. Um, and, and if I remember correctly, um, did Smile come out last year or did it come out this year? I'm trying to remember. No, it would have been last year. I I don't remember if it was in our top five or not. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't either. I uh, I want to say no. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I, I we'll, we'll we'll review our 2022 top five next week when we talk about our 2023 top five. Um, but I again, I don't remember for for sure. But my gut says no. I think it, I think it was just missed. Uh, probably fell into that honorable mention category. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But yeah, regardless though, it was definitely on the short list for you know 2022. Yeah. It was a very good film. Um, so a sequel, it's definitely wanted, and I, and I think it will do good, as long as they don't mess it up, which is asking a lot. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it is it is a bigger studio release. Uh, 
hopefully, you know, they, 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 they had a great marketing push for smile, uh, with the, you know, the, the people showing up at sporting events and different things. Uh, it was, it was just, it was brilliant. So I, I expect to see some of that. Um, it'll be, it'll be highly anticipated. So hopefully they deliver. Um, and it'll be curious because, uh, I mean, who knows where they're going with it, right? There's really, there's really no way of knowing, you know, we, we, we can't speculate what's going to happen with this per se. Um, but it, but it'll be fun. So, uh, I, I have high hopes, um, uh, and, um, and we'll see, but, uh, because of, because of the original, uh, and the anticipation, the, the marketing push up and, and, and how good the movie was, uh, it, it has me very highly anticipating the, the follow up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But with that being said, keep an eye for that, but we're moving on to number one. Number one. All right. Our number one most anticipated movie of 2024. Uh, to anybody who listens to our show regularly, uh, or this will be no surprise. Uh, you probably could have guessed this right off the top. Uh, one of our favorite modern, uh, I guess you can call it a franchise at this point, modern franchises. One of our favorite modern horror characters. Our number one most anticipated movie of 2024 uh, is Terrifier 3. I would venture to guess a lot of you uh, would agree with us on that. Um, the movie is due to release October 25th, written and directed by Damian Leone, starring David Howard Thornton, uh, Lauren Levera, Samantha Scafidi, Chris Jericho, and Elliot Fulham. All of those returning uh, to play characters established in Terrifier 2. And so far, the only description is pretty vague. We have a description that says, Art the Clown is set to unleash chaos on the unsuspecting residents of Miles County as they peacefully drift off to sleep on Christmas Eve. Uh, we have a uh, spoke of Terrifier 3 every time there's any <laughs> kernel of news that has come out. Uh, anytime, anything. We were, we were caught up in the hype of the, uh, the, the teaser that's put out, the, uh, the, the the poster that was put out uh anything that comes up we are all over it because uh Ike and I love Terrifier the, the Terrifier movies we love Art the Clown um I, I could not anticipate this movie anymore uh that already but then when you make it that it's Art the Clown at Christmas time I was like holy crap that just kicked that into high gear for me uh that that sounds just like fun I am uh, 99% sure that Chris Jericho will come back to get killed, which should be fun. Um, <laughs> just to see, uh, see how he dies. Um, but Chris Jericho returning kind of leads us to believe that it's coming straight out of Terrifier 2 because Jericho was right there in the, uh, the asylum thing or whatever it is right at the end of Terrifier 2. Uh, so th since he's returning, uh, it pretty much leads us to believe that I, I don't really see any kind of time jump. I think we're coming pretty straight out of Terrifier 2 with this one. Um, obviously, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, what's the, I don't know what the, t uh, there's a, there's a bigger, big time jump between one and two, right? There's like a, I don't know, a year or something. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah uh, I believe so. I think it's exactly a year because it's, they're both at Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. 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 So we know this is at Halloween. Uh, which leads, you know, I, I, so I guess there's, I, I'm, I'm guessing the movie probably picks up right where the last one. And then there's a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a jump to get to Christmas, but we're just talking, you know, a month or two here. Um, I, 
I'm calling it now. I think the opening scene of the movie will be Art killing Jericho or his character. And then that'll lead into, you know, the title card and then a, a couple months skip to Christmas. Uh, it'll be one of those deals where art, art escapes, art gets out, uh, or whatever happens. And then, you know, no news of him for a while until Christmas. So, uh, but, uh, who knows where it's going to go, but, uh, you know, the same team, same crew on board, uh, the same amazing practical effects. Uh, the only difference, and it's a positive difference is there because of the success of terrifier two, uh, there's a little more budget behind this one. Uh, they've got more money to sink into the sucker. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that, that's going to be good. Uh, I cannot wait for this movie. Uh, probably one of the more anticipated movies that, in my recent history, at least, uh, I, I cannot wait for Terrifier three. Yeah, uh, and like you said, I, before we switched over to the, to the first one, I was about to be like, and I was going to be like, and the first one should be no surprise, but coming in at number one, <laughs> but I definitely felt like that would have ruined it. So, like you said, it should be no surprise to anybody about how excited we are for this movie. I, I would say that out of all the episodes that we've had this year, we've probably talked about Terrifier in some way, shape, or form. We we probably referenced it. I would say on average, at least every other episode, if not more. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I, I mean, beyond talking about, you know, Terrifier 2 re-release, Terrifier 1 re-release, talking about the Terrifier 2 post credit scene or the new scene that's coming out for the third, third movie, blah, blah. I mean, so much stuff has happened within the Terrifier universe, um, which also small side note, but sad. Um, uh, David yes. Thornton and Damien Leone are not going to be at Pensacon this year. Now, it's yes. for a good reason. They they are filming Terrifier 3, but I am a little upsetty spaghetti that they're not going to be there. Yes, uh, I told I told Monica, <laughs> I said, ah, I said they had to pull out a Pensacon, but it's because they're shooting. So I guess right. they that that's good, I guess. So. I'll, I'll give them a pass this time. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, like you said, Terrifier 3 has so much promise. Terrifier is probably one of those movies that has exceeded my expectations in any way, shape or form. From this, from the gig, you know, going back to the origin, or, pardon me, the origin of Terrifier, which was, you know, his, his stint and I, whatever the movie he was in was All Hallows Eve or something like that. Yes, All Hallows Eve, yeah. So even going back to that, the concept of Art the Clown was so, was so, so cool. And then you have the Terrifier project, which was so great. It finally got to show Art the Clown in his full, just, you know, exorbitant brutality. And then Terrifier 2 just stepped it up another notch. And Terrifier 3 is going to step it up another, another notch. And it's just, it's so cool to see the progression of this. And, you know, he, he's become a modern horror icon. Um, he's only been around for about a decade. Um, and so it's, it's just really cool to see. I'm really excited for the third one. You know, if I had to take a, a shot in the dark at the, you know, the gist of the movie, I, I think Dave is probably pretty close. I, I definitely, you know, because since Chris Jericho is coming back for it, I definitely see his character dying pretty quickly. Um, you know, not to say that in any way negatively. I just think that his character is going to be a very suitable fit to die at the very beginning. For people who have not seen Terrifier 2, it ends with, um, I think it's Samantha Scafidi's Scif- character mm-hmm. um, giving birth to Art's head. So I, I think there's going to be some weird like rebirth scene or something like that where Art like reforms into a full fledged human being or something like that, and then he's going to probably kill you know Samantha Scafidi's character as well as um, Chris Jericho. You know I, I hope we see more of the pale girl. She was really creepy. 
Um, you know, I hope, hope maybe we'll even see some other of Ark's friends along the way. Uh, but the fact that it's going to be a Christmas slasher is just so cool. It is so just on brand for Art the Clown. I just feel like he, he would just so much enjoy like getting into a Santa suit and just start killing people. I mean, the little teaser we got, which for some reason got heat on the internet because it, it implied that he killed a kid where, where I mean, it, it just, it, it's definitely people who've never watched the Terrifier movies because if I showed them, I feel like if I showed them the scene from Terrifier 2 with the salt and the bleach, I feel like they'd probably go into like, you know, a, a catastrophic shock or something like that. Um, but anyways, I'm so excited for this. I'm just so, I'm terrified to see where Damien Leone, you know, ups the ante in this film because he does every film. Every film he takes it up a notch. And I just, I don't know how much more he can go, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see. Yeah. Well, he, he has claimed that there is a scene that has caused some major studios that were going interested in backing to turn away from the project. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what that is. Um, I, I, I think, I, I think it'll be great. I think there's, they're going to close a few doors from two. Um, you know, as in, you know, the, the Jericho, uh, the Samantha character, uh, some of those, I think, you know, will get killed. Like you said, pretty quick, close some of those doors. There cl- clearly is going to be, there's still the ties uh, to Sienna and her brother. I, I think there's some deeper ties. This the, the trilogy is just what Damien had planned, right? Yeah. He he says there may be further things. So I think we're going to get lots of things answered. Um, I have a lot of curious questions about Sienna's father yeah. and some of his drawings and how that ties into it. Uh, there has been some speculation and, and, and something that I've wondered too. Could potentially is there a potential? Could Art the Clown be Sienna's father? Um, you know, or a, 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 a creation of Sienna's father. Who knows? Um, you know, who knows where it's going? Uh, he has, you know, Damien has, Leon has said it'll have, uh, you know, a little more of that gritty kind of feel of the first one, uh, that'll play into it. Um, I don't, so it's, it's, it's hard telling. Because the door's wide open, what they can do story-wise. Uh, there's yeah. so much they can do. I mean, like I said, clearly, you know, like I said, Jericho put out a thing where he was being scanned. He said for do it as he, I think he called it an effect scan. Uh, and, and the picture he put, he was, it looked like he was kind of screaming as they were doing the scan, which is really why, you know, really leads me to believe that he's, you know, definitely getting killed. I, I you know, it was, a, it was a minor character. I don't see his character becoming a major character. Right. I, I think it'll be a, a minor character again. That, like like we said, that'll get killed off quick. It kind of trans, help transition the, the movie from two to three. Um, but I'm so excited. I, I, I'm so excited to see the creative kills he'll come up with, right? Because every movie has had creative kills. Uh, you know, the, the first one with the hacksaw and the girl, the second one with the, uh, the salt in the wounds and the mashed potatoes and, and all this. So what will happen with this one, with, especially with the Christmas format? Uh, you know, what will they, what will they do? Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so wild to think that something that is so gory, bloody and violent just makes me giddy with, with glee <laughs> to, to wait for, uh, and to see what they, they, uh, throw out there. Uh, but I, I cannot, cannot wait to see this movie. Uh, this will be a movie that barring any, uh, unforeseen, you know, whatever obstacles that I will, I will be opening night at. 
I, I just I won't be able to wait any longer. Uh, and we'll have very, you know, high fears of, of being spoiled because uh, I don't want to be spoiled, uh, have anything spoiled for me. So. Yeah. But again, like like we've said, uh, I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that this is our number one. We we, we love Terrifier. We love Arthur Clown. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people uh, that uh, that join us in that uh, anticipation of it. Uh, but we would like to hear back from you guys. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, follow us on social media. And uh, what are you anticipating, right? Is it one of the movies that we spoke of, whether it be in the, the five or the honorable mentions? Or is there something else? Is there a movie that maybe we overlooked, we forgot, we've missed that, that's out there that you're anticipating? Uh, is there a rumored project that maybe you're anticipating? Is there another point or just a, a vague horror in general, uh, something that you would like to see more of in 2024? Hit us up on social media and let us know some of your feedbacks. What are you most anticipating and most looking forward to or would most like to see in 2024. Uh, so that kind of closes out uh, our look forward as we anticipate the new year coming up. And oh, so yeah. that means in the next episode, well, we're going to look backwards and we're going to look behind us because next episode will officially be into 2024, which means then we will look back and give a 2023 review and in this one, we will discuss our top five favorite movies of 2023. So, uh, you know, we, uh, this is a, this is always a project. It's always hard to discuss. We've already got our list. We've already done it. Yeah. We've already done the work, but it, uh, <laughs> it, it's, man, it's hard to pull that list together because there's so many movies and uh, it's so hard to, uh, to get down to the minutia of, of which one to bump out of that top five sometimes. Uh, and it's not as definitive as 2022 for me because, you know, like we said, 2022 had Terrifier 2, which, you know, bam, you knew that was number one right off the bat. Of course. And, uh, you know, 2023 took a little more thought, I think. So, but, uh, but we've done it. We've come up with our top five, uh, favorite movies from 2022, and we will discuss those next episode. But before we close this one out and look forward to that, Ike, anything you want to throw in there? Um, just to kind of, you know, follow up on what you said about our, you know, next episode, you know, like, like you said, you know, and similar to what we were talking about earlier, a little peek behind the scenes. We always come up, we always come together. We both have our, you know, our personal picks, but then we always come together and say, you know, how can we consolidate this? How can we create sort of a unified front in terms of this? And as you said, it, it was incredibly difficult to do that this year because, you know, last year I feel like it was a pretty, you know, for instance, like I'm pretty sure we both had, you know, Deadstream, um, mm -hmm. Terrifier 2, and maybe Barbarian, I think was like both in our top five or something like that. So, I think we both pretty much like last year, we had like three or four movies that matched in our top fives. But I think this year, I think maybe only one or two because yeah. there was just so much good stuff this year, so much good content this year. And it's just, it's crazy because I started looking back at movies and I was like, well, shit, I didn't even remember. I, I completely forgot this movie came out this year because there's yep. just been so much. Yeah. We have watched so many movies that it's, uh, I mean, just, it's just so many we've watched. Just a ton. And it is easy to forget what, you know, hell, what did we watch early in the year? Right. You know, what, what, what came out? Um, you know, and, and we will have, uh, some, you know, I think three, you know, three, three honorable mentions as well, uh, for that, which, uh, any of these three could have very easily slid into our top five. Uh, oh, yeah. they're, they're that good. Uh, but, uh, that will be next episode. So that's, uh, that's exciting. So, uh, if you're listening, then once you formulate what, what was your favorite movie from 2023? Uh, make your list of your top five and see how it compares to what we come up with next week. So, but until then, uh, we hope you have enjoyed our 20, 
24 preview. We hope you'll give us some feedback and let us know what you're anticipating. And uh, next, like we said, next episode, we'll look back at 2023 uh, before we move on and get back to our reviews. But until next episode, I am Dave. That is Ike. And wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and always have many pleasant nightmares.